This podcast is a proud member of the Teach Better Podcast Network. Better today, better tomorrow, and a podcast to get you there. Explore more podcasts at www.teachbetterpodcastnetwork.com. Now let's get on to the episode. Welcome to the Big Ed Idea Podcast, the official podcast of Big Brothers Big Sisters of Southwestern Indiana. Together, we will embark on a journey of mentorship, connection, and the life-changing power of relationships. Each episode, we will learn from authentic conversations with bigs, littles, experts in the field of mentoring, and other defenders of potential. Whether you are a seasoned mentor, a curious listener, or someone considering joining this incredible community, kick back, unwind, and come along for the ride. Now... Here's our executive director, Ryan Scott. Welcome back, my friends, to the Big Ed Idea Podcast. This is Ryan, uh, just like those littles in our program introduced you to in the, in the in, you know in our introduction i am very excited to welcome back a former guest um but you know instead of talking about uh her professional world as far as education we get to talk about really um the essence of connection and how it relates to her work and i'm super excited i want to make sure that i get this right so i want to make sure that i read her bio because she she offers a lot to this table so i'm excited to welcome back miss ginger healy um she is an msw she has her lcsw and she's a clinical social worker with experience as a nonprofit case manager child abuse investigator hospital social worker and school social worker love all of that because i married a social worker so i know how valuable so social workers are um she is currently the director of programs for the attachment and trauma network uh where she co-anchors a really cool podcast called the regulated and relational and she speaks nationwide on trauma-informed schools therapeutic parenting and community engagement Ginger is also the author of Regulation and Co-Regulation, Accessible Neuroscience That Brings Calm Into the Classroom. And I love this last part um, because I am a dad of four four children, and she says that her greatest teachers about developmental trauma and neurodivergent are her kids. So, uh, Ginger, welcome back to the Big Ed Idea podcast. Thanks for having me back. I'm truly honored to be here. Well, you you know, like as soon as I decided to do this, like I was one of the people that I definitely had to get back on this was you, um, particularly because our last conversation was so fruitful. And, and I know that your work, especially with attachment theory, I mean, that's like we were talking about before I hit play. I mean, that's our record. That's really what Big Brothers, Big Sisters, you know, we dive into that attachment theory and, and particularly the value of connections. And so I'm excited to get to talk to that. Um, today, but uh, you know, Ginger, before we can before we can jump into that content, I'm a big stickler. We gotta we gotta connect with Ginger. Um, I know who you are, um, but my listeners don't, and so I've got a couple questions that we're gonna figure out who this Ginger lady is. If you're, <laughs> if, yeah, yeah, if you're good with that, I'm good with that. Go ahead. <laughs> okay, okay. So uh, to my listeners, so 
I do. I, I fundamentally feel in my bones that before anything, you've got to connect. Um, as a teacher, I was big on connections with my kids. Um, as an administrator, I really pushed my teachers that connections always came first. Um, and so, Ginger, I asked you today to bring with you three words that describe life right now for Ginger. What are those three words? And if you'll explain. I can do that. I can do that. Okay. The very first word that I decided just to like, you know, surrender and, and, <laughs> and, and see what came to my mind and not overthink this. And okay. the very first word that came to my mind was hectic. Oh, you know, and I don't necessarily think that's positive or negative. I think it's just what it is. Well, I would say chaos might be uh, okay. negative, but I don't necessarily think hectic is. And I find myself all the time wondering, like, when is it going to slow down? And I think, I don't know, maybe a year ago, I finally decided, quit waiting for it to slow down. I don't think it's going to slow down. I think I orchestrate this hectic lifestyle. I must not like to sit still or, you know, when you're a parent. I feel you. You're never going to sit still. So I'm embracing the beautiful chaos and hectic life that I lead. And I think it fits me. And I, I just don't think I would be happy either without it. So there you go. Hectic. Okay. I get it. I get it. As a parent of four kids, you know, we're, we're shuttling Hazel one way. She's got piano. Then we've got Stella. She's got dance practice. Then we've got Amelia. She's just our six-year-old that's never quits. Um, and then Madison is at college. So we try to see her, but yeah, I get it. Hectic. Yeah. It's not necessarily a bad thing. So, okay. No, not at all. And oddly enough, cause this leads into my second word. Um, my kids actually are quite introverted and they love being home. So we do go out and do things and they are involved in things, but I would say probably to a smaller extent than some families, we're not okay. in a lot of sports or music or anything. But so that leads me to my second word, which is proud, um, because um, my kids have been going through some hard things and are continuing to persevere and um, and and make it through. And and our we have a son um, that just in December, just that first week of December, graduated from college. Awesome. And it's if I had time, I'd tell you his story and then you would really fully understand why I am overflowing yeah. being proud for him. So, and, uh, my daughter just received an award at school and that is a big deal because of her background and, and things that she continues to struggle with and fight every day with, with challenges. So I'm just so proud of my kids, all of them. They're all just they're doing the very best they can. And I know that. And I'm just oh, proud, 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 proud mom. So, okay. I got to say, and you'll, you'll know this, um, but there's this really cool lady that I'm hoping to get on the podcast later this year, Lori DeSottles. Um, oh, I love Lori. Oh my gosh. So she is like the guru of neuroscience right now. And, and anybody uh, that you're listening, if you want to know about, you know, trauma and how it affects your brain and stuff, there's this one little phrase that I use all the time. And I think Ginger, you just spoke to it. Humans are made to wobble, not break. Yes. I love that. I love that. Okay. So you got proud, 
you got hectic. What's that third one? The third one is happy, just content, Love it. just um, at peace, but super happy. I uh, just last week um, wrapped up, finished up my second book and it launches February 8th. And so I'm in this spot right now where I'm not, you know, 16 hour days writing, editing yeah. Um, yeah. right before the book launch. And I'm just sitting in this feeling of like, being proud of myself. Um, it's been super hectic because of the holidays and getting the book done before that, you know, December 31st deadline. And now I can just reap this um, contentment and just be so happy with the hard work that I've done and what is just about to launch into the world that I know will help others. So that is my third word. And it, it's so awesome. Um, sometimes we, we don't sit back and appreciate ourselves and, and, you know, I've not had an easy life. I don't know if anybody's had really an easy life. So when we're able to just sit back and just celebrate, um, mm -hmm. I, I love that, but let get, so give us a, give us a sneak peek. What is this book going to be yeah. about? Well, it is a companion workbook to okay. the first book. So the first book, Regulation and Co-Regulation, was this foundational I want to say deep dive, but it's actually a really small book. So just um, foundational groundwork into, you know, relational neuroscience and connection strategies. It gave um, connection strategies for every chapter of the book, just a, a snippet. So the second book is this deep dive into the strategies. It is a workbook that you are going to learn the concept learn the lesson and then be able to print out or copy the worksheet that goes with it. Um, so you as the adult, whether you be the teacher, the parent, the coach, the mentor, yeah, yeah, directly put these strategies into place for whatever you're needing them for. So it's, um, it's bravo, I'm just, bravo, yeah, girlfriend. I'm proud of it. Yeah. I have the first book and, and, and I will say, it didn't take a long time to read. It is it is no. a quick read, but it is chock full of just good stuff. Um, yeah. So anybody that's listening, if you know you do want some strategies uh, of working with anybody, any kids really, um, it's a, it's a really good read, and and I would anticipate yeah. the workbook uh, would be even more beneficial. So thanks, appreciate yeah. it. Okay, so now that we know you know those three words, um, and you've alluded quite a bit to your outside world. Um, my next question is, you know, other than those three worlds or those three words, who is Ginger outside of your professional work? Well, I, yeah, you can tell how much being a mom is a part Absolutely. of my life. It, it's everything to me being a wife and a mom. It's really all I ever wanted and needed. And I just feel so grateful to have really lucked out marrying the greatest guy in the world because <laughs> I'll tell you what I the day that I met him I knew he was the one and don't ask me how because if my kids came to me saying that I'd say you're crazy but <laughs> I was actually I had a boyfriend and I was I had paperwork um, processing for me to go on um, a humanitarian mission 
for a couple years. That was the plan, right? And I met him and I went home that night and called my boyfriend and said, I am so sorry. I have to break up with you because I've met the man I'm going to marry. I can't even believe I'm saying that out loud. So spicy. True story. (laughs) I love it. I love it. And I canceled the paperwork and I went, I'm not lying to you. I went and bought the wedding ring. Holy cow. And proposed. And he, believe it or not, said yes. And here we are 29 years later. So go Mr. Healy. I'm lucky that uh, he didn't turn out to be a serial killer. And he's lucky (laughs) I didn't either because we only knew each other weeks before, you know, jumping into this crazy, crazy thing. And then four kids later, which is a whole other story because we adopted our son, our first son. And anyway, wife and mom that is if if i you know could boil it down to anything it's family is everything to me so but beyond that i i would say i am a super fun friend i love to have a good time and i love my girlfriends and a good girls night out and um i think that that's truly okay. reflective of me okay, okay. <laughs> and, and, and you know don't don't take this wrong but you strike me as a karaoke singer oh how did you know? Well, you know, I could just tell. <laughs> and it's not going to sound good, but listen, Carrie, whatever. Nobody, nobody ever demanded that the singer sounded good. Amen. Amen. That's oh, man. Confident. I love it. So, what I love about, you know, those last two questions, it was all about relationship, right? It was all about connection. And, and what I know about you and what we've talked about is that your professional world is about connections. It is about relationships. It is about the power of of that connection to overcome life, right? Um, And so let's start diving into – actually, no, before we do that, because we are on a mentoring podcast, I do want to spotlight or have you reflect um, on your journey to who Ginger Healy is now, the the karaoke queen, um, the mom, the author – um, can you point to one person and maybe even name them that really had a pivotal, um, you know, they were a mentor for you getting to, to where you are right now? Yeah, I don't know that I could just point to one, but I also there were several, um, but I, I can definitely narrow it down. But what I need to say here is that the mentors that I have had in my life from a very young age and still have to this day really have shaped me and molded me and given, and, and I would not be who I am. I had a really rough childhood. I have a very high ACE score. And, um, and so I re I needed others to be okay mentally emotionally and physically and i was so blessed to be surrounded by good neighbors who watched out for me mm. and amazing school teachers who probably knew what was happening and really surrounded me oh, school teachers uh, yep so school yep. teachers and neighbors i had amazing neighbors i grew up in a community where there was no fences physically or, you know, otherwise. And we just, and there were no, no locks on the doors and we just 
all, you know, it was a village and I am still, of course, in contact with those neighbors today. Dance, my dance teacher, you know, my piano teacher, those were um, so crucial people in my life that saw in me what I could not see in myself. And when I um, graduated from college, um, I'll give a shout out to Don Garner. He was a social worker who, I don't know, saw something in me. And all the mentors that I have now that I'm so lucky to have, they saw something in me that I could not see in myself. And I've just had to lean on that and believe their vision of me because I didn't have it. I still struggle with imposter syndrome. Oh, yeah. And I'll never probably think that I'm the greatest person in the world, but that's okay because they do. And I can believe them and lean on that. And um, and so when I surrounded myself unknowingly and sometimes knowingly with these amazing people, I trusted them and listened to their advice and and it's led me here to where I I am con- super super content with my life and who I am and my confidence growing and building and um you know it just makes me very emotional to to think about all those really critical people in my life but um we we need that and and what we know Harvard you know, the Center for the Developing Child teaches us that it really only takes one of those people, but you can have a million. And I luckily had more, more, more than one, but um, it really only takes one. Mm. And so anyone that who is committed, attuned, and um, really I'm just thinking of these people and how they truly saw me and listened to me and validated me and uh, were attuned to know that something wasn't right and they they needed to go the extra mile and, and, and wrap me in safe relational connection. I mean, I, I'll never be able to repay that except to pay it forward. And that's exactly right. I love myself, you know, you know, helping and serving and, and, and I am, my door is always open for that reason. Hmm. So something you just said, pay it forward. Um, Ginger, I would definitely, definitely say, as we shift into this professional conversation, um, your professional world, I would say 1 million percent is paying it forward um, of those experiences that shaped you, you know, um, I'm not going to speak to your work. I'm gonna let you do that, but I would imagine what you do day in and day out is exactly, you know, your life sets you up for this. Um, and, and so those people that are listening out there, if you'll let them know, uh, you know, Ginger Healy is involved in the trauma work and she is, um, so just let us know, what do you do, uh, professionally? Yeah, uh, the Attachment and Trauma Network is a nonprofit agency that's been around for, I don't know, over 25 years. Okay. And it was it was started by a group of moms who were raising children with attachment struggles um, because of adoption and other things, but mostly because of adoption. And they weren't finding what they needed anywhere else 
they knew they needed help. And I was one of those moms, I not that started the agency, but one of those moms who was raising a child who had attachment struggles because of adoption and was seeking other resources and found the attachment and trauma network. And these moms who could look me in the eye and say, I know, I understand. I'm not going to judge you. I am going to be a part of your village now and offer suggestions. So that's how the attachment and trauma network started. And so therapeutic parenting is one of these big programs, these support for caregivers. And, you know, we say parent, but we all know that oh, yeah. parent is a term that encompasses Oh my teachers gosh. and yeah. coaches and mentors and grandparents, grandparents and foster yeah. parents and anyone raising a child and ha having a part in raising a child falls under that therapeutic parenting program. And I am so proud to say that the Attachment and Trauma Network, their services for parents, caregivers, you know, is free that we offer resource directory and this podcast with therapeutic parenting advice and knowledge and resources. And, um, you know, we, we do so much free because we've been there. We've walked yeah. those shoes and parents cannot necessarily travel for a conference or for training or for whatever, because they've got to be home with these kids. These kids cannot just be um, cared for by anybody. And so I I just love the work that the Attachment and Trauma Network does because of that. And we have other programs as well. We have the school program. We have an educational conference every year. Which is coming um, up. It's for February 18th through the 23rd. And see, here's another thing that I love about it is that it we have the in-person portion in Dallas. And when you're talking about connection, in-person really is powerful. But we also understand that not everyone can come in person, whether it be because of work or family responsibilities, finances, whatever. So we also have a virtual portion. So that in-person portion is in Dallas, February 18th through the 20th. But the virtual conference um, is February 22nd and 23rd for those who can't attend and it's recorded. So you may not even be able to listen live or watch live, but then you're going to have access to those recordings. Hmm. So I just, I, I'm so proud to work for this agency because we, they walk the walk, you yeah. know, we are still doing the work. We're still doing it in our homes every day. And we are supporting those doing it in their homes, in their schools, in their work. Anyone who is uh, working with a child, a child serving professional benefits from the work that the Attachment and Trauma Network does. Oh, I love it. I love it. You know, um, one of the, the stated missions of this is, you know, at Big Brothers Big Sisters of Southwestern Indiana, we truly feel um, that we are defending the potential of all mm. kids. Um, but we, like we, you and I spoke about in order to defend the potential, we got to figure out, uh, what is keeping our kids from reaching their best, you know, their fullest potential. Um, and so I want you to talk a little bit about just this power of connection, you know, yeah. um, not all kids, um, sadly have multiple, um, strong, positive nurturing and supportive relationships. Um, you know, uh, most of the kids in our 
in our organization, you know, they're, they're being raised by parents that are literally doing the best they can. Um, you know, I think all parents are doing the best they can with the skills that they have, uh, just like our kids, but you know, how does it affect a kid that, that may not have those positive nurturing relationships? Yeah. Oh, it's such, it's such an important thing to understand when we're born, we're born vulnerable and, and we cannot care for ourselves. Right. Yeah. Everybody knows that we're completely dependent, but, and because that need actually never goes away. We, as we grow, we become more independent and, and self-sustaining, but we never truly lose the need for positive, healthy, safe connection. Yeah. We loneliness is a form of starvation. We will die if we do not have connection. That's right. And, and that's why I also said that um, it only takes one because you're right. Not everybody is going to have that village, but if there is one person to truly see that child and validate that child and be there for that child, then that changes everything. If you do not have consistent, positive connection in your life, you get this skewed view of yourself and of the world. That's you right. yeah. start to believe you don't matter. You're not worthy. Um, you're, you're incapable. And even though that may not be true. You truly believe that it is true if you do not have that healthy attachment. And so, and then your view of the world is such that you don't trust. Yep. You, you put up walls. You you believe that you just have to do everything yourself and that the world is unsafe. And those are very dangerous views to have emotionally for your nervous system, because what happens is your body then senses danger everywhere, whether the, the danger is there or not, you detect it everywhere. You're hypervigilant to it. And because of that, your body wants to protect you. And so it dumps adrenaline and cortisol into your body, making you think that you better fight the danger run away and hide from the danger or ignore it, avoid it, play dead until the danger goes away. Fight, flight, freeze. We need fight, fight, sleep. Yeah, <laughs> fight, right, right, right. Fight, we need that because life does have danger. But if you sense and detect danger everywhere, if you're constantly, you know, looking at people as unsafe and you are living in swimming in adrenaline and cortisol, it has horrifying detrimental effects to your body. You are at higher risk for stroke, for diabetes, for cancer, for early death. You are at higher risk for having problems with relationships, you know, getting fired from your job, having multiple jobs, having multiple relationships. Um, you are at high risk for depression, for anxiety. The suicide rate dramatically increases for those who have experienced childhood adversity and live in toxic stress situations and do not have positive, healthy connections to 
feel them. And, and, you know, I talked about that skewed view of yourself and others to heal that because not all of us are going, we are, many of us have had childhood adversity, but that's not like a diagnosis doomsday that's set right. in stone. We can heal that. We can help that. How do we do that? Relationship. That's right. Connection. That's right. We do that through mentorship, through somebody gathering us up, whether we're a child or adult, it is never too late and saying, it's okay. You're not alone. And, and that's, that's it right there. We just are not meant to go through this life alone. We are meant to be in positive, healthy relationship with others. And that need never ends. And it is never too late. Mm. But I'm telling you right now with kids and this mentorship, the sooner the better. It is it is a life altering need and intervention. Mentorship can save lives. It does. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I mean, everything you just said, I mean, I've lived it as a teacher, as a coach, as a uh, myself. Um, so I've got, I've got this, this theory and I want you to uh, tell me what you think. So there, I hear people every day that say, you know, I'm a loner. I don't like people. I don't want to be with people. Um, do you think, you know, how is that? Like, do, do they really truly believe that? Is that truly healthy? Um, because I hear it more and more in social mm -hmm. media, you know, people just saying, I don't want to be around people. Um, and that kind of worries me, particularly with the, the science behind that. Yeah, I think it's about um, extremes. We should not be isolating. That is extremely unhealthy. But you can have healthy relationship with a pet. Sure. I, yeah, I think that is an extremely healthy relationship and can be life saving for many people. Um, you can also have relationship with um, a higher power. Yeah. You can be in relationship with God or whoever that higher power is to you. And that can be life changing and life altering. And, and it can be reciprocal. Yeah. Um, and so there are different types of relationships for those who are not extroverted sure. or really social or who get really uncomfortable in groups. It doesn't, it can look different for different people. You can also have a very healthy relationship with yourself. You can heal yourself. I think that should not be downplayed, but when we're talking about children, um, it is different. Children yeah. have to have healthy relationship with peers and adults. But, you know, we don't need to define it in how many. Sure. And, and I get that um, not everyone is going to look the same and be extroverted. I, I mentioned at the top of this podcast that my children are actually very introverted. Um, I have two neurodivergent children who cannot function well um it gets too peopley yeah say. yeah yeah i feel I, you i fully respect that and i trust that they know their nervous system so um so it that's why again it only it goes back to that it really only takes one there needs to be a touch point 
person in your life that you can connect with over the phone, over email. There's just different ways to do it. Physical touch though is extremely powerful. And, and that's why it can also be like a pet or, you know, a higher power as well. There's so many different ways to look at this and define this, but we have to watch and be careful that we don't go to complete isolation because that is extremely unhealthy. I I completely agree. And, And to anybody that's listening, you know, what, what Ginger is talking about is exactly what big brothers, big sisters is all about. Um, we are all about finding kids that just need a little more connection. Um, you know, and, and something that, that our agency has been working really hard is to counter this stereotype that, you know, only kids in poverty, um, Mm. are, would, would, um, benefit from a mentor. That's the, the farthest thing from the truth. You know, when we talk about a scores and we talk about trauma, um, yes, disproportionately, um, kids living in, in poverty do, um, have some higher a scores, but I'm gonna tell you, I know some very wealthy families that have some pretty high a scores. And so connection is connection and connection is connection. Um, any kids need it. Um, and big brothers, big sisters is pretty, um, focused on finding positive relationships for all kids. And so um, I tell you, Ginger, we I'm going to start to wrap us up because I like I said, I want to keep us at this uh, time frame uh, where folks can listen to us in the car, maybe on the work or something. But, um, you know, there is just tons of value in what we've talked about today. Um, again, I'm going to bring up Miss Lori. She says, you know, we are social creatures. We are wired for connection. Um, and you've spoken to uh, the trauma, you've you've spoken to the attachment theory, and I think you've given a very good rationale um, to why agencies like ours or, you know, any any agencies out there that are trying to um, 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 explicitly um, and intentionally connect kids with positive adults. So I just want to say um, thank you. Oh, you're so welcome. I appreciate your time today. Um, I appreciate your smile. I appreciate your karaoke. Um, <laughs> you know, I don't know. I've never heard you, so maybe not. Um, but I just I just have to think, um, you know, spending the night um, doing karaoke with, with Ginger Healy would probably be a blast. <laughs> <laughs> and one of these days, I'm going to get to your conference. Um, yes. Yeah. Like I told you, um, I'm going to be out of town the last week of, of January, or I would definitely look into coming down to Dallas. Um, but yeah, I just want to tell you before we we stop, I appreciate you and and what you're doing and and the work that you are living. Um, so just thank you. Well, I really appreciate that. I I could say ditto. It <laughs> it takes us all, doesn't it? And it sure I does. love the work you're doing too. That's why. I, we are very much mission aligned and heart aligned. That's right. Um, Big Brothers, Big Sisters has this really cool tagline and and I love it. Better together. We are absolutely better together. So. Amen. (sighs) All right, Miss Ginger. And uh, to my listeners, I'm going to, I'm going to end us like I love to do. Um, It keeps my grandfather alive in my heart. and, And every time that he would leave me or every time I would leave his house, Um, He would always say, Ryan, until next time, I will see you in the funny paper. 
If you've found value in our discussions and believe in the power of mentorship, please consider contributing to our mission. Your financial support plays a crucial role in what we do. To make a contribution, visit our website at www.mentoringkids.org. Every donation, big or small, goes a long way in helping us to defend the potential of all kids within our six county footprint. Once again, thank you for being a part of this community. Your support means the world to us. Together, we can create a ripple effect of positive change. Stay inspired, stay motivated, and remember, we are better together.